You're listening to a message from Victory Dumaguete. We are on the second week of our series called Abide. We are taking this from our prayer and fasting, which culminated last Friday. So please turn your Bibles with me for a while to the book of John. So like what I said, this is like a mini book study, specifically looking into the book of John. So this time around, last week, we've looked into the first chapter of John, Today, we'll go into John chapter 5. I did say, though, that there is a running theme in the book of John, and that pertains to Jesus being the giver of life. Let me put it this way. He is life, he has life, and he gives life. So if you would like to have the book of John in a summarized version or description, that is how it looks like. So it's a running theme, not just following the first chapter, but all throughout the book of John. Jesus is life. He has life. He is the giver of life. He gives life. Today, to a certain extent, it's like a continuation of that. Though we are four chapters from chapter one, but you'd see later why I'm saying that it's like a continuation. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of John chapter five. We'll begin with verse 19, and we'll have 10 verses here today. That's from verse 19 down to verse 29. We begin with verse 19. It says there, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. Look at this. And greater works than this will he show him, so that you may marvel. Verse 21 says, For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life, pertaining to those who believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son also to have life in Himself. And He has given the Son authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of of man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Yeah, I'd like for us to just open your Bibles to John chapter 5. Be with me on John chapter 5. We are in verses 19 until verse 29. If you go to verse 20, 
it says here, For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that Himself is doing. If you look at the latter part of verse 20, it says here, And greater works than this, alright, than this, will He show Him, so that you may marvel. Just by looking at the second part, of verse 20, it gives us a picture that meron tong context na kailangan nating maintindihan muna. Kasi ano tong greater works than this? Yung tanong ngayon is, ano tong this na to? What is this that we're talking about? So the context that we have here, if you remember, there's a famous story wherein Jesus healed an invalid at Bethesda. That's found in John chapter 5, verse 1, down to verse 15. The thing there was, Jesus healed someone. He keeps doing that. The problem is, He healed someone on Sabbath day. Because of that, people tried to find fault in Him for, quote-unquote, working on Sabbath day. And sabi naman ni Jesus, ah, si yung father ko naman is working, so I myself is also working. And people were like, huh? You're calling God your father? You know what I'm talking about? So now, it further angered the people. So it's like this. So it somehow annoyed people that he healed someone on the Sabbath day. There is a provision. There is a rule, a law that tells you that you shouldn't be doing something on that day. It annoyed the religious leaders. What further angered them is Jesus' claim. Ang claim ni Jesus ngayon, tinawag niyang Father si God. So nagalit yung mga tao ngayon, lalong nagalit yung religious leaders. Now, if you look at that, Jesus answered them, My Father is working until now, and I am working. Tapos pag binasa natin sa verse 18, that is why the Jews were seeking all the more to? Oh, ganun kalaki yung anger nila. Because why? Because this is blasphemy. This is blasphemy because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself then equal to God. Now, I'd like for you to have that scenario, Filipinos as we are. A lot of times when we get into trouble, let's say you said something that offended people. All right, what do you do? When you say something that offended people, sometimes you try to what? Pacify the situation. You try to reduce tension, isn't it? Parang, bye, sorry kayo, bye, okay, joke, good to good. You know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you do things that way. Or sometimes you say, bye, kabalo ko na, na-offend ka, libre dust burger, or libre somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? You try to pacify the situation. Now, here, people were angry, but instead of pacifying the situation, Jesus actually further escalated it. In escalate niya, have you ever read this in any of the gospel accounts wherein Jesus would tell people to shh, huwag kayong maingay. Huwag niyo sasabihin kung sino ako. Right? But this time around, Jesus further escalated it. By what? By talking about His own authority. So meaning to say, merong mga bagay, example, na pagka ito, hinil ni Lord, if Jesus healed this person, Jesus could have told him, Shh, don't tell people that I did this to him. He could have done something like that. But now, when it comes to uh, talking about his deity, when it comes to talking about who he really is, 
there's no covering it up. There's no way for truth not to come out, especially truth that talks about his own authority. Are you folks following? There are several words that I'd like for us to understand. The first two words that I'd like for you to embrace are the words greater works. Here now, we find it here in verse 20. What we have here is that Jesus, this is a monologue. This is Jesus talking. And he says, greater works than this will he show him so that you may marvel. So it gives us a picture then that pag sinabing greater works, he's actually pertaining to what? Greater works than healing the invalid. Catch it? So here's my question for everyone. Did Jesus heal the blind so that they can see? Did he do something like that? Of course he did. Did he heal an invalid? Of course he did. Catch it? So we did all of these quote-unquote tangible things that we can think of. He can make the deaf hear. He can make the mute speak. But Jesus says, there are things that are far greater than these things. Are you folks following? So these are the greater works. And guess what? These greater works are meant to display His authority. So now, what we need to understand here today is this. What are then these greater works? Now, here's how we can try to understand this. Open your Bibles for a while. Go to John chapter 5, verse 19 to 29. Now, look. I'd like for us to look at verse 19. Look at verse 19. What does it say there? It says there, there's a word that you can read there. It says, truly, truly, I say to you. Isn't it? That's a verse 19. Now, go to verse 24. Go to verse 24. What does it say in verse 24? It says in verse 24, what? Truly, truly, I say to you. Catch it? Now, you have the second one. Now, you have the third one in verse 25. It says here, truly, truly, I say to you. Now, how are we supposed to understand verses 19 down to verse 29? We'll take these words right here. We'll try to divide this into three sections by looking at the word truly, truly. That's just one way for us to understand this. Now, I'd like for us to understand what you say, truly, truly, it's a powerful phrase. When Jesus says truly, truly, you'll further understand this later. It is a what? It is a strong claim to something that is true. Meaning to say, walay bakak ni? Walay hint of bakak. This is entirely true. It's a strong claim for Jesus to say truly, truly. So these are the three truly, truly's of Jesus. Let's begin with the first one. The first one, it says here in verse 19, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, The Son can do nothing of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. To a certain extent, this was still, as we understand, a response from what he did in verses 1 down to verse 15. He was like saying, if you think God can do that, I can do that as well because I am God. Right? It is a strong claim to his authority, but we have to understand the purpose of this whole monologue that he was doing. It is to proclaim his authority. Now look, he is saying this, if you look at verse 19, down to verse 23, he's trying to talk about his own deity. He's trying to talk about who he is. So that verse 23, so that 
we may honor the sun. And then, in some aspects there, the word marvel was also used. So parang ganito to, I healed this invalid, but guess what? Greater works will be done. Greater works will be done, and all of you will marvel. And not just that, that all of you will what? Will honor me just as you honor the Father. So are we looking to a self-glorification here? Well, if you ask me, Jesus wants all the honor and the worship that we can give Him. But I'd like for you to understand that saying those words or stating this truth is actually for our sake. For Jesus to say those words, that's actually for our sake. Why? Because again, verse 23 says in the second part, whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father. What does it mean? If we are bent on honoring God and making disciples, we have to understand and believe and embrace the fact that Christ should be exalted in our lives. Amen? That we have to honor our Lord Jesus Christ. What is greater than the healing of the invalid at the pool? The rest of the passage explains these greater works that he was talking about. And I want to spill this to all of you now. What are these greater works? There are two things here that we will understand. First, there is such a thing as a spiritual resurrection. The second one is the fact that there is such a thing as a physical resurrection. So, let me simplify it. Can Jesus heal? He can. Can Jesus cause the blind to see? He can. Can Jesus provide? He can. Can Jesus visit someone and cause the lame to walk? He can. But there are far greater works than that. Those are good things, but there are far greater works than that. And that is what? Spiritual resurrection and physical resurrection. It's a great thing to one time heal a man, but the spiritual resurrection is a far greater thing. The physical resurrection as well is another great thing. When I say spiritual resurrection, I'm talking about resurrection to life. When we say physical resurrection, we're talking about what? Resurrection of life. We're going to understand that. Don't worry. Let me just refer to John chapter 1, verse 50 for a while. Because all the way in the first chapter of John, Jesus was talking to a guy by the name of Nathaniel. And he did another truly, truly here. Look at this one, John chapter 1, verse 50. He says, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe you will see greater things, greater works than this? Then he says further, verse 51, truly, truly, I say to you, Nathaniel, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. In its original Greek, if you try to understand the word truly, truly, it's actually amen, amen. It's actually the word amen. It's actually the word amen. But the thing here is, what's interesting here is, tayo kasi, 
nag-amen tayo, di ba, pag nagpe-pray, may nag-amen. So minsan, iniisip natin, pag amen, the end. Uy, nag-amen na yung pastor, sa wakas, makakakain tayo. Minsan, yung amen, akala natin, iniisip natin, or I agree with what you're saying. To a certain extent, tama naman. But if you look at that, amen actually means firm or truth. So Jesus was like, truly, truly, very light, very light. Amen, amen, I say to you, greater works will be done. More than this. It's the truth. It's the firm truth that we have to be holding on. Now look at the second one. Let's go to the second truly, truly of our Lord here. In verse 24, it says here, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has what? Come on out has eternal life. Ulitin ko lang. Imaginein mo lang, just imagine this for a while, imagine a person talking to you saying these things. A plain person, just like you, who walks, who takes a bath, who eats, and tells you something like this, truly, truly, I say to all of you, whoever hears my word, alright, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, has eternal life. Imagine Tom talking to you about that. Talking to you that way. Right? He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. What do we have here? This is the first that I was putting a while ago. This is actually what? The resurrection of the soul. This is spiritual resurrection. In what sense? Let's try to understand. It says here, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. All right? He does not come into judgment, but it says here, but has passed from death to life. Passed from death to life. It gives us a picture then that all who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will be born again. Come on now. That's what we have here. It gives us a picture that all of us here not today, at one point in our life, we're dead. Right? We were dead, lifeless, spiritually dead, spiritually lifeless. And God resurrected our dead spirit and passed it from darkness into light. The biblical picture here is that we have to understand that we were dead. And Jesus comes not just to make us feel better spiritually, but to resurrect us, to raise us into a new life. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. So that's the spiritual resurrection. Now, the next one is quite interesting. If you go to verse 25, verse 25 actually pertains to to the spiritual resurrection. Look at this. It says here, Truly, truly, I say to you, He says, An hour is coming, and, come on now, and is now here, and is now here, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. So, verse 25 actually talks to us and tells us still about the spiritual resurrection. 
Remember, when Lazarus was dead, Martha was coming to Jesus, and Jesus tells her, you know what? Lazarus will rise from the dead. I know, I know, Jesus, that he will rise from the dead at the resurrection of the last days. But Jesus tells her what? Jesus tells her something. Guess what? I am the resurrection and the life. So this is still talking about what? The very fact, the very fact that Jesus is here gives us a picture that now spiritual life, resurrection of our souls is going to come. And those who hear will live. We're talking about our faculties still being intact for us to hear and respond to God's word. I mean, to God's invitation to come to Him. Perhaps the call to repentance is something that we have here. What's interesting is, in verse 25, it says here, an hour is coming, but it says, and is now here, isn't it? If you go to verse 28, he says the same thing, minus the words is now here. In verse 28, he says, do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs, lahat po nang nilibing sa cementerio, are you folks catching this? Yung is now here is yung spiritual resurrection natin. But if we're talking about an hour is coming, when all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and come out, those who have done to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Ibig sabihin, darating raw po ang araw na lahat ng tao resurrect. Catch it? Don't worry. We'll further understand. Let's try to understand this first. Here's the first thing that you need to understand. Jesus will, Jesus will raise everyone. He will raise everyone from their graves. Whether cremated or buried. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all. So Christians lang ba? Hindi po. Lahat. Who are in the tombs will hear His voice and come out. And those who have done good to the resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. So let's try to further understand this. Who will Jesus raise? All who are in the tombs. All who are in Bugo Cemetery. All who are in Chinese cemetery. Catch it? All who died in 1752. All who died in 2020. All who died in Germany, including Hitler. All who died in India. All who died in Zamboanga. All who died in Manila. All. Every single one of us will be raised by whom? By our Lord Jesus Christ. Believers and unbelievers. Check this out. Daniel chapter 12 verse 2. It says here, Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth 
shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So a lot of times, a lot of times, a reference of dying or death in the Bible is someone who's sleeping. Minsan yung reference ng namatay, pag binasa niyo sa Bible, ang term dun, sleeping. Well, to a certain extent, pag natutulog ka, ganun rin naman yung itsura mo pag namatay ka. Meron ba sa inyo pag natutulog, nakadilat ang mata? Medyo nakakatakot yun. So, ang kaibahan lang is, lifeless na yung body mo. So, everyone will be raised for what reason? For what purpose will you be raised? Nananahimik ako. Bakit ako ni-raised? For what purpose? For judgment. Condemnation for unbelievers. Rewards for believers. Or the lack of it, perhaps. Even Paul, you know, talks about this in Acts chapter 24, verse 15. There will be a resurrection of both, what? The just and the unjust. So the main point of Jesus is this. He will raise all the dead. He will raise all the dead. Greater works. You folks are celebrating that I have healed the blind. You folks are celebrating that I have healed the deaf. You folks are celebrating because we fed 5,000 or 10,000 people with what? With a few fish and loaves of bread? Oh, come on now. There are far greater works than that. Namely, your salvation, your spiritual resurrection, your glorification for Christians. I don't know with you, but don't you think this gives us hope. This makes us understand. I may die one day, but I'm excited for the glorification. It infuses hope in us. All the dead who have ever lived will be raised from the dead by our Lord Jesus Christ. Millions, billions of people. He will raise them when what's going to happen next, He will raise everyone and after which this is what's going to happen. After raising everyone, every single one of us will stand before Him. Is that sinking in? Every single one of us will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. This is interesting because if I look at this, we would see that Jesus has power and authority over everything. How is it going to happen? First, I'd like for you to understand He will not let anyone simply go out of existence. How's that going to happen? Look at this. The dead will, verse 25, the dead will. 
will hear the voice of the Son of God. And those who hear will live. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 is actually a reference to that. The Lord Himself will, a more graphic picture, the Lord Himself will descend from heaven and with a, with a cry of command, with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel and with the sound of the trumpet of God, the dead in Christ will rise first. What do we have here? Jesus will raise the dead by His voice. Jesus simply speaks. Jesus simply cries out. And everyone will raise from the dead. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. It says here, He upholds the universe by what? By the word of His power. Colossians chapter 1 verse 17. It says here, Jesus is before all things and in Him all things what? Hold together. Are you folks catching that? Meaning to say, Jesus holds all material things together. Remember last Sunday, what did we say? John chapter 1, it says there, In the beginning was the Word, which is a reference to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God. So we understand that Jesus Himself was the Creator. And because of that, we understand how were things created, come on now, through His very voice. And with His voice, everything that has already decomposed will come to life. That is the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. He holds all things together. Every matter in this world is subject to the voice of our Lord Jesus Christ. That which has already decomposed and that which is still living. There's no such thing, friends, as a maverick molecule. Everything is held by our Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrection then gives us a power of our God. Gives us a power of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because it gives us a picture that through His voice, He gets to what reconstruct parts of the material world. Paano to? Abu na lang. Paano ba tayo crinate? Hindi ba galing tayong abo? Because in the first place, He created everything with His voice. Friends, when Jesus speaks, I want you to say this, when Jesus speaks, when Jesus speaks, even nothingness obey. Formless will take form. That's how the earth was created. That's how the world was created. That which is void gets to have something in them. Even decomposed matter obey. So when I die, I hope not tomorrow. So when I die as a believer, what happens to me? 
because I am a Christian, because I believe by faith in what Christ has done on the cross, I know for a fact that I will be straight into the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those who have fallen asleep, those who have died, the believers, loved ones, church members who died last year, church members who died two years ago, what is our comfort? Relatives who are Christians who have died, what is our comfort? Our comfort is they are in the presence of God, not even knowing what pain is. Loses the ability to cry in the presence of our Savior. But that's not all that there is. When Jesus raises his voice with a cry, my dead body in the grave will resurrect and be united with my soul. You see the continuity for all eternity that my body and my soul has been reunited and the entire faculty of my being will be worshiping God 24 hours, 7 days a week if there is such a thing. These good works that Jesus has been talking about, this becomes the confirmation, the evidence the verification of the judgment that we have been justified by faith alone. Because he was talking about good works here. Those who have done good works. I'm not saying that by doing good works, you get to be saved. Come on now, that's basic, you know that. But rather, those who have been spiritually resurrected will do good works. Yung good works natin is a verification and confirmation of our spiritual resurrection only. So, pagka-Christian, gusto malaman, Christian ba talaga ako? O, tignan natin yung language natin. Tignan natin yung deeds natin. Tignan natin yung thoughts natin. I'm not saying na, oh, magdududa ka kung Christiano ka ba if you're still sinning. We all still sin, is it right? But if you've lost your palate for God, if you've lost your desire, if you do not have the desire for holiness, if there's nothing that marks a difference between your life then and your life now, then perhaps all you had retained was information. It has to come down. We ought to respond to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. All who are in the tombs will hear His voice and come out. And those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. We are going to be raised from dead someday. The decomposed body will obey the voice of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will rise from the grave and face the very Son of God. We'll face the very Son of God. But the thing here is, everyone will resurrect. There is... A physical resurrection that's going to happen for everyone, but there will be two directions. That's why when Jesus comes back, it is joy for us Christians, but it is terror for everyone who has not believed Him. 
It's a tragedy for every single people out there who do not have a relationship with our God. This will happen sometime in the future. You don't have to speculate. I'm not sure if it's 2022. Could be. Could be 2025. Could be 2072. We really do not know. In that same hour, at the same time, the good and evil will be resurrected. Every single one of us will be resurrected, but there are two directions. Just make it so plain. It's heaven and hell. Pero wag tayong magyabang because the only good things that Jesus sees in us is what Christ has done on the cross. If you aren't covered with the blood of Christ, if Christ's blood did not wash your sins, you know where you're going. So ang clincher dito, Yung judge pa rin. And sabi mismo dito sa John, ang judge si Jesus. The healing of an invalid is a great thing. What was the first miracle of Jesus? Turning water into wine. Turning water into wine is a great thing. The healing of several people, the feeding of the thousands of people, all of those things are great things. But Jesus says, there is far greater works and things than those. Guess what is that? It is your salvation. It is your salvation. The very fact that we are able to come here and worship God for who He is. And for what He has done. And an even greater thing as well is our physical resurrection. The finality of our salvation. If I may say the last step of our salvation. Verse 27 here, He has given Him, God has given Jesus the authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. Now that's interesting. I'm looking at this, why is that so? Why do we have this verse here? We understand that yes, Jesus is exalted, but specifically it talks about Jesus being the Son of Man. Look at this, Acts chapter 17, verse 31. I'm going to end with this. God has fixed a day on which He will judge the world in righteousness by a what? By a man whom He has appointed. And of this, He has given assurance to all by raising this man from the dead. Let me read to everyone. Revelation chapter 5, verse 2. Look at this. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah... The root of David has conquered so that he can open up the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures, look at this. And between the throne, I'm trying to imagine this. And between the throne and the four living creatures, and among the elders, look at this. I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seal for you were slain. God appoints the Son of Man to judge. 
gives me picture that the lion of the tribe of Judah, the lion of Judah became the lamb of God. For what reason is that? You know, when we stand before God, when we stand before Jesus, He looks at us in the eyes and could tell us, I too was tempted. I too experienced difficulties. I too experienced pain. And God has given this man who has experienced all that we have experienced in this life to judge every single one of us. John chapter 20, verse 31, the last few parts of the book of John gives us a picture for the reason of all of this. These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ. Amen? All of these things were written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have what? Life in His name. Jesus is our life giver. In fact, as we understood last Sunday, He breathed life on them. Our spiritual life and even our physical resurrection are all under the sovereignty and authority of our Lord Jesus Christ because He is the Son of God and He gives us and confirms to us eternal life. I don't know how this resonates with every single one of us, but I feel like if I look at something like this, I feel like there's an urgency to this When I say urgency to this, I'm pertaining to urgency in understanding what this really is all about. Urgency perhaps in understanding what Christ has really done for us. And perhaps urgency in preaching the gospel to the people that we love. People who are dear to us. Our relatives, friends, and family. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, God. Word in John chapter 1 was Jesus of the understand. Jesus that we worship is the ancient of days. You know, normally when we preach something here, there always has to be an aspect of an application. Ganun po yun. Dapat merong application yung mga pinag-uusapan natin dito. And you know, I'm thinking about this. What could be a good application to this? If we're talking about resurrection, alam mo na sabihin ko siya, dapat mamatay na kayo bukas. Diba? I cannot say that naman. Right? So, anong pwedeng application na to? Perhaps it could be something like this. I'd like for you to think about your life. Just try to assess your life in relation to the infiniteness of God. Think about what you have or what you do not have in light of the power of God. I'd like for you to reflect about how sinful you are and think about the mercy and the grace and the love of God 
that he would still set in motion all of these things just to show us how much he loves us. I had a conversation with Rian about this last night. I was talking to her about this specific preaching, talking about the resurrection of Christ. And you know, sometimes when you talk about this, you're just left, I would say, dumbfounded. Sometimes there's no words that could express what you really feel. But it changes our perspective. It changes our posture. It causes us to worship. An understanding of God will bring us into worshiping His name. And it's what my wife would always tell a lot of women. How can you resist a God whose only motive is to love you? You just heard a message from Victory Dumaguete. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit victorydumaguete.org or like our page on Facebook.